Judith Kane is Canada's money coach, and I'm going to start this one off by singing R-E-S-P's. <laughs> See what I did oh there? Oh, my. <laughs> R-E-S-P's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it, yeah, thank you, Aretha Franklin, by the way. Uh, you want to talk about R-E-S-P's? I do. Registered, do you know what it stands for? Registered Education Savings Plan. Correct. Look at me go. You are amazing. I'm you good- are becoming so financially knowledgeable <laughs> that you're going to be able to, you know, be in the maritime sooner than you think. <laughs> me? Okay. Those words I'm sending to my father, who will poop his pants to have anybody <laughs> put my name in the same sentence as money-wise. Okay. So, you know, the whole purpose... Be- but I know, joking aside, the whole purpose of our having these conversations is to make people as financially literate as possible. Right, which I'm not. I really am not. We've gone through this. Like when when I put the ring on on my then fiance's finger, the first thing my dad said to her was, I hope you're good at managing money because if he's got it, he will spend it. He kind of threw me under the bus, but he, I mean, he knew. He saw me go through, you know, the payday loans that we talked about earlier this week and all of the, you know, the silly money that I would spend on, you know, dancers, etc. you know, named Lashar. That's a legendary story, by the way, in my little world, you know, only to find out that the exotic Lashar was Rachel. Stupid things. I mean, you know, he, he would bail me out of those situations. He watched my car get repossessed. So he knew. Um, so, yeah, I, I appreciate these conversations because I'm still not good at that. And I know that a lot of people, they're not given the education. Right. You know, our school systems don't teach us how to manage our money. So these conversations, I think, are of such value. Right. And, you know, and I I love the comments that we get from some of our listeners. Thank you so much. Like the tips last week, all the tips we went through last week, we had people who sent notes in saying, oh, this is so thank you so much. I never even thought of that. Instant reaction in the chat from the minute we aired it. Yep. 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 So RESPs are registered registered education savings plan. And that's because the government wants people to save money for help people save money for their kids for some kind of post-secondary education. And it's not just universities. Let, let me make that very clear. It is post-secondary education. If you decide that you want to go and take aesthetics or you want to go and learn to be a plumber or you decide you want to be a doctor, then RESPs are a great idea for you to start for your kids. And probably the best reason is the government will give you 20% of what you contribute. Wow. So if you put in a hundred dollars, the government will also put in twenty dollars. That's huge. So even if you just open a bank account as registered as an RESP, you're ahead of the game because you're earning twenty percent on your money. And it'll they'll do it to a maximum of five hundred dollars, which means you can contribute twenty five hundred into your account. The government will give you five hundred dollars. So like I said, if you just put it into a savings account, you're ahead by 20%. And nobody can guarantee you returns like that. No. Now, there's a couple of different ways to invest in RESPs. One is to talk to an advisor, or if you're a do-it-yourself investor, open up an RESP account, and you can buy different investments and put into your RESP. And they could be anything, like I said, from a bank account, or you can buy mutual funds, or you can buy shares in companies, or you can buy ETFs. You can do you can buy any kind of investment you want pretty much and put it into an RESP. So that's one way of buying RESPs. Okay. So you don't necessarily have to contribute cash into that account every single month yes. kind of thing. 
You do. So you're either well, no, buying yeah, but not, shares. Not di- right. Not direct from, sorry, not direct from my paycheck or my savings account or whatever. It's it's not like an auto transfer thing. I have different, if I've got, like you said, investments, et cetera, I can have them directed to that. No, you are actually contributing hmm. money into some kind of investment, whether it's a bank account or you're buying shares in companies or you're buying mutual funds or ETFs. I'm with you. Okay. Yes. So, so if, I, if I'm putting 250 a month un- in, I'm directing that 250 a month to something, which Correct. is the okay, yes, okay, which is registered. So Thank that you. investment is registered as an RESP. Okay. Okay, so it doesn't matter what you buy, what kind of investment you make. I'm with you now, and I think that's a mistake people think is that an RESP is just an account. It's that's the actual investment. The RESP is not the investment. It's the investment that is registered as an RESP. Okay. But what I want to tell people is there are some RESP organizations or plans around that work a little differently. And they're very expensive to get out of. And they are generally called scholarship funds or something to that effect. Okay. I don't want to get us into trouble, right? but once you're into them, you can't get out without losing a lot of money Mm. um, because of the administration and the commissions that they pay. So you have to keep your money in there until you have finished the program and it's pooled money. So you have no idea what you're going to get until your child is ready to pull money out. So what if your child gets to that post-secondary education point in their life and they opt not to go to college, not to go to university? If you have finished paying the program because it is a set time period that you have to put the money in, then you'll get your money back minus what the government gave you. Okay. Minus, Minus the growth. You don't get the growth. Makes sense. If you, on the other hand, had your own RESP that you had done through your advisor or through a robo-advisor or at the bank, and your child decided not to go to any kind of post-secondary, then the only thing you would lose is the government grant. You would still get the growth of the the money that you had put in. Right. The interest, so et cetera. So I just want people, yes. And, and oftentimes these organizations are have their cards available and their brochures available in the maternity wards of hospitals. <laughs> hey, brilliant. It is brilliant, but it's very sad for me to see people who are in, you know, yeah. in and can't get out. Yeah. So, and you have no say over the investments either. What ooh, happens to your money? Ooh, 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 ooh. So my suggestion is that before you make a decision on where you want to put your money for your RESP is that you investigate all your options and then make your decision. Like most of our conversations when it comes to anything to do with money, it boils down to shop around. Shop, 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 shop. Judith Kane is Canada's money coach. Breaks it down so that even I can understand it. If you've got a question and as it pertains to money, Judith is uh, happy to answer your questions. They just need to reach out to you where? JudithKane.com. Pretty simple. Susie's back. Hey, Susie. 
Hi. DivaofLove.com, the ultimate website for life empowerment coaching. This week we're talking about overhauling your thought process. Yesterday's conversation was about elevating your critical thinking. Today, information overload. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, Dive in. Let's go. So, you know, we're drowning information, but starve for knowledge. I love that. Oh, yes. You know, how very true. You know, we we live in a world of too much information Mm -hmm. and we're bombarded with information overload Mm -hmm. and social media, you know, Internet has made it the norm to overshare and express opinions. And the amount of information out there is overwhelming, to say the least. Right. I mean, you can find justification for just about anything. You know, there's positives and negatives to this, obviously. But um, I wanted to talk about a, a few points about this. First is paradox of choice. I don't know if you've heard this term before. It's no. in a TED talk. Um, and Barry Schwartz, a psychologist, had coined this term. And it's essentially the concept that having too many options to choose from can cause people stress and make decision making more difficult rather than it be being a positive thing. You know, it stresses people out because you have too many choices. It's like he gives an example of going to a store to buy jeans and you have like a wall full of jeans. Do you remember that? You know, or having going online, trying to find something and you have so many options and dating online dating, right? Can't imagine what online dating is about. Oh my God. I'd be so overwhelmed. But you know, it does make it more difficult. So we want to, uh, you know, really hone in on, on what we what we need um, rather than looking at all the choices. All right. Um, creating filters as well. In a world of information overload, obviously, it's important to be able to filter through the noise and find what we really need and what's most important. So restrict uh, your input to things that are most important. Keep it objective, you know, depending on uh, what your end goal is. Keep it to specific sources um, that are unbiased. Uh, Things that are too extreme one way or another can cause you more stress and put a strain on your mental health and leads you to potentially react rather than approach things Mm -hmm. objectively. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're looking for advice or inspiration, uh, find a couple experts that align with your own goals and they speak to you, you know, and drown out the rest. Like even like dating, there's like, the dime a dozen, you know, the advice out there. It's like there's so much stuff out there, so much noise. But I was people who I try to tr- attract the people who will do the work, who who will listen to what I'm saying. And it, it speaks to them because my approach doesn't work for everybody. Well, exactly. And, you know, and that's OK. It's just like my radio show. It doesn't appeal to everybody. So I focus on the ones that do appreciate it and get something out of it. That's that's the only thing I have any control over, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, next, you know, co- coming back to critical thinking for a moment, mm-hmm. you know, critical thinking helps you be more objective, especially when you're researching a topic you're not an expert in. So look at the big picture and gather the facts from all sides, because that'll help you make a better decision. It could be for a political issue or even finding shoes online. You know, <laughs> think of it when, when we're looking for a deal, we search high and low for the best price, right? What when a we great make, point. Oh, my God. Yes. You know, you're looking for the best deal on those shoes. And, you know, we could do the same when we make other sensitive decisions. I love this analogy. We, we don't, right? We we try and find what meets kind of what fits into our worldview. 
and we kind of stick there for a moment. Once we find it, but we're done. We're settled on it. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So kind of go go with it like you're looking for uh, the best deal on a pair of expensive shoes. All right. All right. Stepping away too. you know, instead of always being bombarded with information, step away from it. I always encourage people to take a social media or Internet break or dating app break um, if you need it, because it'll help with the critical thinking process, but also it'll help you refocus, you know, helps you get uh, a new perspective. Like when I walk away from something, I always look at it in a, in a different way. It'll help me kind of kind of hone in to the right thing and kind of let my my brain work in a, in a more organic way. Oh, I totally get that. Like as long as you're logged on to that dating app or that Facebook page or whatever, it's really tunnel vision. You're not seeing anything beyond that. It's not healthy. No. Turn it off. Go for a walk. Yes. Take a breath. Get some fresh air. Yes. And it'll change your whole perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, just saying no too. you know, uh, they say I've heard before uh, information overload is the enemy of productivity. And it's also reality's nemesis. At some point, you have to make a choice. You need to choose what and who you allow to in your space. Too often, people like they take up valuable space in your mind, and you let them. Yeah, guilty, guilty, make, guilty, guilty, guilty. We all do that, and it doesn't leave enough space free for the things that actually fill your cup. You know, those self-care things that truly empower you and make you happy. Overthinking is our enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, knowledge is power. There's no doubt. And get the knowledge you need, but know when to step away and stop comparing yourself to others and say no to just being compared to anybody else or other people's personal opinions. Be a critical thinker and mute out anything that triggers you. Love it. So try this, um, take a break from all online activities. So social media, dating apps, job sites, news sites, whatever else you waste time on. And except BTR, the- keep listening to except- BTR. Yeah, don't ever well, step up. That's a radio. That's different. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't put that. I'm just <laughs> saying, just covering my butt. All right. Yes. <laughs> Use that time to do something that will benefit your mental health and well-being. Yeah. Do Listen all, to BTR but, and, while and, taking and, a walk. See, and I'm just as guilty of that. I become so consumed by I'm doing radio shows for a variety of stations. It's it's show prep, show prep, show prep, information, information. I'm I'm doing a deep dive every minute of every day, and I keep looking at my exercise bike. I keep looking at my home gym. I keep looking at my dog. And I keep saying, Yeah, you know, I'm going to get myself to a point where I'm going to start exercising. No, do it. Make it. Put it on your calendar from two until four. Um, you know, somebody calls and says, uh, can we, can we do a zoom call two to four? I'm sorry. I've got something on my calendar at that time. They don't need to know that that's your bike time or your dog park time. It's just put it on your calendar. So then it's there. It's not movable and do it. And I'm saying that to my listener. I'm saying that more to myself. (laughs) And to me. I need. All right. I'm saying it to you too then. That's it. We'll do it together. We'll motivate each other. Let's do it. All right. How about a post-it note to wrap this up today? I will step away from technology. Woo. I will step away. That's hmm. (laughs) (laughs) a tough one. (laughs) I don't even know if I can say it out loud. I will step away from technology unless I need to connect with Susie for more one-on-one life empowerment coaching, in which case I'll use technology to go to her website, which is divaoflove.com. 
So the question, Chris Fothergill Brown, is can we make it through a segment without me doing my disgusting fart sound effects? Because I'm two for two this week with you. No, it's, I'm almost certain that you're going to find a way to work it in one way or the other. <laughs> all good. Uh, Chris, by the way, has a fantastic YouTube channel. He's all about food. Uh, some of the foods that you know he tries are the things that you and I would try every day, but he, he really, your forte is, is diving into the foods that people look at and go, oh my God, really? That's a thing? Anyway, youtube.com slash that's rank. But what's on the menu today? Oh, today's a special one, John. I saw my parents this past weekend, first time since Christmas, and it was just really good to catch up and see them. They keep up with my YouTube channel, and we got to talking about food. So recently, I discussed, I did a fish sandwich review from Arby's, and we talked about the fact that my mom growing up was inside a Catholic household, and I remember that she always served us fish sticks and steamed broccoli on Fridays of as course. a result of her Catholic upbringing. Yep. She actually said that this was a bit different than her own upbringing, which was more often than not. They had beans on toast, which for those who listened yesterday, probably sounds like heaven to me. <laughs> now... I don't subscribe to any religious beliefs of my own. The only thing I gave up for Lent was Lent itself. But in going down the rabbit hole of this discussion, we got to talking about the canned foods that were fairly prevalent in the 50s, 60s, and 70s when my parents were growing up. Okay. Food preservation wasn't what it is today. You couldn't just get fresh vegetables year-round imported from around the world as easily as we do now. So canning was Mm -hmm. very common with Mm -hmm. them. Now, of course, we live in an era that we can get anything we want more or less any time of the year with the exception of eggnog. So if there's any marketing heads listening looking to personally appease me, consider rolling it out year round. No. Uh, I I don't need seasonal anything if I I, I want my stuff year round. But anyway, abandon eggnog completely. (laughs) Okay, John, not a fan of the eggnog. No. Um, But because of the way our world's set up now with imports and everything else, we can have a vibrant array of what Ever we want, and a lot of times we have too many options, and you can assume that canning our food has probably become a thing of the past. Like, you can't walk into a grocery store anymore and grab a can of chipped cream beef beef the way you would back in your parents' day. Ew. Yeah, I'm with you. I've never had it, but just the description alone makes my stomach want to turn. Yeah. But there are some new canned products that are out there in the market today. First, let me tell you about the canned witch. The official slogan of the canned witch is the only sandwich in a can. I was afraid that's what it was going to be. Oh, (laughs) God. So far, the only canned witch is a peanut butter and grape jelly sandwich, which also comes with a hand wipe and a piece of Laffy Taffy. I can't confirm if either of those are alongside the sandwich or in the sandwich, but if I find it, I'll make sure to try it and report back. So wait, you you get the bread and there's peanut butter and jelly on it in a can. Right. No. With Laffy Taffy and a, and a wet wipe. No. I, what, what are we missing here? I, it sounds like everything any child could need on route to school. Anyway. You're, you're right. I, I'm, I'm the one who has this wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, that pales in comparison to our next one, which is the whole chicken in a can sold by Sweet Sue, not to be confused with our own Sweet Sue, here on BlastTheRadio.com. <laughs> we have, we have several Sweet Sues here. <laughs> Now, this whole chicken comes pre-cooked, although when you slide that pale, slimy, gelatinous mess out from inside the can, you might not believe that it is. I did check some Amazon reviews since I haven't tried it myself. Amazon sells it? (laughs) Amazon does sell it. No! A consumer named Dario gives it five stars and wrote, it's a chicken in a can. Oh. (laughs) 
many of the other reviewers say that they gave it away as gag gifts, which sounds really gag right is exactly I, right. Yeah, I'd probably gag if I got it. As I'm a gift, gagging so now. Uh, now, what's chicken without a loaf of bread, John? Dude. Now, <laughs> thanks to B&M, you can get a whole loaf of brown bread in a can. Oh. It's advertised as a brick oven baked bread, and it has that authentic New England taste since 1869. I don't know if that was also when it was packaged. I can't get a straight answer from B&M when I reached out. <laughs> But one reviewer named Tom gave it one star and said, this isn't like the Midwest brown bread in a can. Foul. So there you go. If you're not down with authentic New England bread in a can, there's always the Midwest, John. I just... (laughs) Well, I've got one more for you. So in the event of the apocalypse, you might want to continue that home-style barbecue you love just the way your dad made it. So consider picking up a cheeseburger in a can. Amazingly, more than one company makes these cheeseburgers in a can. They all come with the sesame seed bun. And from the pictures that I've seen, I would describe that bun as incredibly moist, but like not in a good way. <laughs> like the chicken, <laughs> they're pre-cooked. And if you're so inclined, you can just pop the top and start eating those cheeseburgers with no preparation. For some reason... I guess they're popular enough that mash.com felt obligated to write an article in 2020 titled, you should never eat canned cheeseburger. Here's match.com mashed mashed like a potato mashed. (laughs) That makes a little more sense than a dating site. I I don't want, I don't want to know what match was doing. Looking at it. What does Christian mingle think about hamburger in a can? Let's find out. Okay. All right. Uh, Anyway, I didn't read the article itself, but I assume the contents read because it's canned cheeseburger, you idiot. But maybe there's something else beyond that that I haven't considered. Anyway, I barely scratched the surface. The world is a wide array of stupid foods inside a can. And if the listeners of this show have any tips that they want to point me in the direction of, I would be happy to try it for them for my YouTube channel. Yeah. And that's what his YouTube channel is famous for. Um, who else is going to do this if not Chris Father Gilbrown? YouTube.com slash that's rank. And yeah, everything you just described is indeed rank. Thank you, Chris, I think. It's Weird Sex Wednesday. Sue McGarvey, sex therapist, syndicated talk show host, blogger, uh, runner of all things called the Ducklings Group, and just fantastic human being. All right, Weird Sex Wednesday. I, I I'm no longer afraid, Sue. <laughs> Good. All right. Don't yeah. Don't be scared. <laughs> don't be scared. We got this. So it's about finding strange things to do, and I don't know if we're going to eventually run out because we've only got the same body parts that we've had since we've come out of caves, but. There's still stuff to do. And we talked about, I don't know if we talked about the grapefruit blowjob. I don't know if we've talked about yeah, the a little bit. blowjob. A little bit where you cut off the ends and you hollow at the middle and you use and it I'm, as I'm a still sleeve. fascinated by the fact that that does not sting. Apparently it doesn't. Um, but it's messy as hell. Anyway, I but I thought beyond that, there was a great suggestion about silent sex. Now, I always crack up because you have can't, and, and you would be impossible because you can't shut you up either. But <laughs> hey! I'm teasing you. But it's this idea that you have silent sex like like the silent movie like you could put on a silent movie and watch the notre dame or you know a little accordion music playing in the background silent sex you know because they talk about different things you can have shower sex you can have blindfolded sex and you can watch porn and you can but i thought totally silent sex that's a weird sex thing to do 
I don't know if I could do that. I know, me even, either, but... Even gagged, I, I make a hell of a lot of noise. <laughs> yeah, burlap hmm. sack or something. I, I just think, I think if you haven't done it, it's worth trying. I may experiment, and then we'll see what happens. So you're just challenging each other, and like the first one to make a noise, what, loses, has to take a shot it's kind, kind of, of thing? Like, it's kind of like <laughs> that Seinfeld episode about masturbation where Kramer goes, I'm out. <laughs> You and I could try that. Yeah, that would be fun. As long as the wheels are turning in your brain, Suma Garvey, I don't think we will ever run out of things to try on Weird Sex Wednesday. There you go. People can connect with you online where? Sue at sexwithsue.com. Send me a note. Ask me a question. Oh, that would be awesome. I questions. Really like we love questions. Thank you, Sue McGarvey. Mwah. Mwah.